0: I have a very experimental podcast for you today because it's the end of the year, it's Christmas, and shit gets fucking crazy. This podcast is going to be released the day before Christmas Eve, and I know you guys are stressed and don't have time to sit down and listen to a fucking podcast. I get it. You're you're all stressed about going to that... Christmas party and regifting the secret Santa thing that you got because someone else invited you to a party and you don 't know him very well, but you didn 't have time to get him a gift, so you just can 't show up to the party empty handed so you fucking just dig the wrapping paper out of the bin and wrap up that weird donkey cock that someone gave you for their secret Santa present and just you know the silly straw set with a world 's greatest dad mug i don 't know whatever the fucking stupid shit is that people get each other on christmas i 'm so cynical. I wasn't this cynical before about Christmas because I'm American at the end of the day, so I get crazy about holidays. I always was fucking mental. I love a good holiday, celebrating with my family. The Christmas, because I grew up in the snow, Christmas was always like a very magical, beautiful time where my family kind of maybe didn't yell at each other so much, Well, they still yelled at each other. Nah, my mom's a fucking maniac. She gets crazy over Christmas because it's (laughs) stressful. My parents take cooking very seriously. They like to have delicious gourmet food all the time. They love to have parties and entertain people. And (laughs) my mom's a nut. But I'll tell you what, she makes Christmas very special for all of us. When I was growing up, we used to, my best friend and I, and our two mothers, would get together and spend an entire day baking Christmas cookies. We could pick out of the Julia Child Christmas cookie recipe book any recipe we wanted to make, and my mom would get the ingredients for us, and we would just get crazy. Cover the entire kitchen and living room in icing sugar and sprinkles and chocolate chip cookies. It was fucking heaven. It was the best day ever. I'm, maybe I blame my cookie addiction on my mother. And then uh, after that, on Christmas Eve, we'd go to the local pond because I only had about 10,000 people in the whole town, and most of them were out ice skating on the pond on Christmas Eve around a giant Christmas tree, snow falling, we're drinking hot chocolate, red noses. Then we'd go home and play board games with all of my parents' friends. Most of them would get too drunk, and it'd be embarrassing and scary. And then We'd, my parents would try and keep us up as late as possible so that we didn't wake them up at 3 a.m. with um, needing to open Christmas presents <laughs> from Santa. And then I, um, yeah, I'd wake up in the morning on Christmas Day and I have a big, giant, heavy, full stocking on my edge of my bed, and I'd run downstairs with it so I could show my brother and see what we got. And most of the time, once we dumped it out, it was just, uh, you know, like <laughs> six oranges and five hundred nuts. and then a couple pieces of chocolate. My parents are funny. It was cool. It was such an exciting... The stocking was way more exciting than the contents of the (laughs) stocking. And then I had the day with my family. I remember we, we had a lake out the front of our house, and it was always frozen, and one of the best Christmases I remember, my dad has five brothers, and so my uncles were all there, and they all got each other rockets And we went down to the lake and set off all these rockets over the lake. It was so fun. And then I moved to Australia, and it's so fucking hot that everybody just gets hammered drunk and goes to the beach. It doesn't quite possess the same magic. And maybe it's also because I'm just old. I I just got old. I don't have any kids. I don't have any family. I do have a family now. I've been adopted by a Kiwi family that lives over here that take me in every Christmas, and thank God for that. So anyway, that's an extremely long-winded way of getting to the point that I was going to not do any podcasts over Christmas because I knew uh, it was going to be too hectic of a time for anybody and probably no one would listen. But I decided that instead I'm going to do a couple experimental podcasts for you. We'll get back into pretty normal podcast after the new year, but this week... I've done a live hypnotherapy session for you. So I had Stuart on the podcast. His name is Stuart Walter. He is a clinical hypnotherapist that uh, does a lot of uh, performance help, and he runs a company called the Elite Mindset Institute, which helps uh, elite athletes and business people and performers get to their absolute top-level performance. So uh, he, he was a great podcast. When he came down and did that podcast last time, I had a ton of feedback from everybody saying that they got a lot out of it. So I thought, fuck it. Why not ask him to come down and put us through an actual hypnotherapy session for a podcast? So it's super weird. And I, myself, am super weird in the podcast. It's so vulnerable. I couldn't, I don't, I couldn't understand why... If, like him just asking me to set goals and how much money I want and how many listeners I want to have on my podcast. I just felt so fucking shy and awkward and weird about it. So I'm super weird this whole time. Um, And we have a little uh puppy next door. My neighbor's puppy was barking a lot. So forgive me. Sorry about that. But anyway, it's a great conversation. Uh Not even a conversation, really. It's He talks to me for a little bit for about a half an hour and then he puts me into a hypnotic trance. And the way he's done it, He's done it so that everyone else can do it, too. If you're listening, you can just jump straight into the exercises with us. So he, um, it, it starts at about a half an hour in. And if you're driving a car or operating machinery or doing something important, I would recommend that you don't listen to that part of the podcast until you have a place to lay down and relax, get yourself comfortable, and participate, go along with it. And then, um, you know, let me know how you go. So he he starts talking about um, a sensation in my chest. He notices that I touch my chest when I say that I'm afraid of something, and he goes, I'm just going to put you through an experiment here and see see if I can get you to visualize this pain. And then he starts doing it, and then that's actually the intro to the hypnosis, and then we do that for another 20 minutes. So the hypnosis itself goes for about 20 minutes. We talk a little bit about it at the end, and you can see how weird and raw and out of it I am <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Try not to get too stressed about the bullshit and just spend some time with people that you love because you love them, not because you think you have to because it's Jesus' birthday. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you guys soon. Hello again. Hi. <laughs> Slight technical difficulties. Slight t-
1: technical difficulties. Yeah, but it's okay. We're good.
0: We're good. We're good now. We're good. And we're in a much more pleasant environment now because just a, it's not Just so slightly hot. cooler. Fuck. How hot is that shit? It's gross. <laughs> um, it's a sauna. It is. It's good for you. Yeah, I think so. that I've, That's what I like to tell myself. I'm just sweating it out mm. all day. But that's what I do at work too. I've been taking this um, acetyl carnitine because it helps you kind of burn extra fat while you're training. And Mm. fuck, we just sweat. You just sweat. Yeah, constantly. Mm. Um, So you are going to hypnotize me today. That I am. How exciting! It is. I'm so pumped for this. This I'm gutted that I'm having such technical difficulties on this day of all days because I'm so looking (laughs) forward to this. It's
1: all good. It's all good. Your brain is just like that as well. It has malfunctions, cross wires, old programs, slow programs. That's (laughs) all we're going to do.
0: Well, we're going to get into it today.
1: Exactly. All right. This is typical of a consultation. Consultation is more about getting you to understand yourself. Because when you are aware of things, then you can change it. You can't Mm -hmm. change if you're not aware of something. Yeah. So generally the way I work is to look at who you are as a person right now. I don't care about the past, where you've been. I don't care about what's your favourite colour, how it made you feel or how your parents treated you because Mm. that's really irrelevant to the person that's sitting here right now. The person that's sitting here right now in front of me, I just look at and go, right, who are you now? Mm. Where do you want to go? Yeah,
0: okay.
1: And then it's a matter of, okay, well, if that's where you want to go, what do we need to change behaviour-wise, attitude-wise, beliefs, values for you to become this person?
0: Cool, okay.
1: Interesting question I had when I was over in New Zealand... I think it was last year. Someone said, Being so successful, something after that. And I went, No, 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 no. Success isn't traveling around the world, speaking engagements, working with some of the best athletes in the world. Success is becoming the person mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. that now
1: 36 world champions choose for me to work with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So success isn't your end result or a perception of someone else, success is becoming the person that all this stuff just kind of happens for.
0: Yeah. I mean... So you've
1: got to look at yourself in in business, in sport, in life, and go, right, who is that version of Lorna? Yeah. Who is that version of the person I need to become so that I can grow into these goals? So it's no use going to chase goals. It's a matter of becoming the person that the goals just kind of grow towards. Right. So as you grow, you kind of grow to the next level.
0: Right, okay, yeah, because if you have an end goal, basically, then if you get there or it goes away, there's no purpose for living. But if your goal is to grow and expand as a human, then there's kind of infinite potential for growth.
1: Yeah, and you look at one of my... There's there's certain fundamentals of the human mind that exist. And over the last 13 years, I've actually developed and fine-tuned 13 basic values. Mm, Okay. The 13 fundamentals of the human mind. One One of them is motivation doesn't exist without direction. -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so without direction, you wouldn't get out of bed. Without a need, you wouldn't have to. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So you've got to look at this and go, right, who am I? Where do I want to go? If your purpose, if your goal, if your dream isn't big enough, it's not going to create any momentum or action. Right. It's quite a simple process. Yeah. So that's all we've got to do is define the end result. Okay. And then automatically, the motivation is going to pop up from internal.
0: Yeah, okay. That's
1: if you don't have a fear of success. Right. which is another classic. And I think, well, I know a lot of athletes I work with, that is their, their number one fear,
0: yeah, is
1: fear of success.
0: Yeah, because it's the responsibility, I think, that comes with it a little bit, like what happens when you Hmm. get there is there going to be anything left to chase is there going to be any life after this yeah
1: absolutely what what if i do make it what if what if i'm not ready for it what if i can't sustain it what if i'm not consistent what if people laugh if i fail yeah basically we've got to look at you as a person as a whole okay okay so i don't care about where you've been if you want to do that go and stand in front of the mirror (laughs) because a mirror is is really good actually because it gives you a perfect reflection of the person you've been
0: yeah yeah.
1: everything you've ever done thought dreamt understood in your past it's going to be somehow relevant today it's going to be showing the fact that you decided to stay fit and healthy so therefore what you see in the mirror is a perfect reflection of that
0: yeah if you look at your
1: tattoos again once again you look at that and go right if i didn't decide to have the tattoos then i wouldn't be seeing that in the mirror Mm
0: -hmm. what was the
1: reason why you did that so everything was based on the past
0: Yeah, okay. The thing
1: is, if you don't like what you see in the mirror, turn around. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite simple, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what happens. If you're so busy looking back and all you see is the past, if you're not happy with that person, you tend to take that negative feeling on board and run with it through the day. It's almost like you're reversing backwards down the freeway. So if you just simply turn around and went, right, okay, this is where I'm going, what's behind you is the mirror. Mm. So if you then kind of consider looking forward and go, right, okay, if I was to look behind me in the mirror, what would I see? That's right, I'd see the back of me walking towards the opposite direction, which is away from the past.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: And that's all we're doing is basically shifting you to go, right, let's, let's work on what we call a towards process rather than the way from. Yeah. Okay, wow. so we look at who you're going to be. Mm. Now, most people overestimate where they're going to be in 12 months and underestimate where they're going to be in three years. Mm. So let's look at... Um, goals and achieving okay. okay it's fascinating because it's hard to do in a i guess in, in an audio form but i was working with a corporate team and i was driving there one day thinking how am i going to explain the energy required to achieve goals
0: mm.
1: okay so oh you come back to the basics is if someone says hey i want to lose weight I okay, go, great instant results go to the toilet <laughs> So you've probably lost 100 grams already. Mm -hmm. So it's more about, okay, so short-term success. Yeah, you can lose a bit of weight. So what? They go, no, 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 I want to lose some weight. How much? Oh, don't know. Well, there's your motivation to start with. If you don't know how much, why would you even start?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: want to lose 20 kilos. Great. By when? See how the brain just goes and stops?
0: yeah. Because you don't know what you're capable of. You're kinda no, because like... the
1: brain, it, it, it uses neural pathways and nerves to actually fire muscles, organs, which create energy and action. Mm. So quite simply, if you say, right, I want to lose 20 kilos, your brain's going, yeah, that's right. right. I've got 20 years. Mm. I'll do it eventually. Mm, I'll just okay. finish this block of chocolate and the hamburger and I'm good to go. <laughs> but when you give it Were
0: a Were you watching timeline, me last
1: night? Sorry? Were you watching me last night? I'm everywhere, baby. <laughs> so when you give it a timeline, when you've got a, a, a number and a time to do it in, now your brain can start working and doing the calculation of the mass to go, right, now I need to do that by that by that to achieve this.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so if someone said I want to lose 20 kilos in, say, 12 months, it's not a huge shift. It's a small amount of action over a long period of time, so in 12 months' time, 20 kilos off. Yeah, okay. But if they say, right, I want to lose that 20 kilos in 20 weeks, bang, just as you did then, a big, big, big yeah. breath in. Wow. So that's confronting, which is, right, now I need more action to produce that. Yeah. So even though it's exactly the same result, the time difference is going to force a certain level of action. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like to do with my clients is, is get them thinking big and then do it in half the time. Mm. Because inactivity sometimes is generated through low levels of goals. If you don't have a goal big enough, you're not going to create momentum or energy or even action because your mm-hmm. brain's just going, why bother? Mm-hmm. It's not until you get to those big-ass goals that your brain starts going, hey, look, I've got to get some movement happening now. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But you've got to look beyond the goal itself and go, right, what's the reason, what's the purpose of achieving that goal?
0: Yeah, what's my motivation? Why do I care mm-hmm. about that goal? Yeah.
1: Because some some people say, oh, I want a million dollars. That's great. But you can have a million dollars in the bank. And but not if you can't there. get access to it, and can't withdraw it, it's a goal achieved, for what purpose?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So we've got to really drill down and go, right, what is the reason why you wanted that million dollars? What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. If it's greater than you, you'll find the million dollars will just flow through and the opportunities, the ideas. Yeah. And I like to use the example if the greater the goals, the shorter amount of time, the greater the opportunities will present themselves.
0: Yeah, Because yeah, your now yeah.
1: brain is open to big picture ideas, so therefore the big opportunity is going to come to you. You become almost magnetic.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Pure energy, that's exactly what it does.
0: Okay. If
1: you want short, uh, small goals or average goals or you don't set any goals at all over a long period of time, you won't see the opportunities. Mm. You won't see them. Hmm. So let's look and define exactly who it is that you are, who you want to be, and then if you're okay with it, we're going to – Double it and then do it in half the time.
0: Nice. Oh, yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this is exactly the same process I go through when I'm working with state and national world champions, Olympians. It's exactly the same process.
0: Yeah, cool. But there's
1: certain inherent limitations that everyone's got. hmm A simple equation I always use is your potential is 100%, okay? You can't do any better than what you can do, correct? hmm so, your potential is 100%. Your existing results equal your potential minus your fears. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, existing results equal your potential minus your fears. So, think about how good you can be being 100%. Where would you say you are in relation to that at the moment? Hmm. First number.
0: Um,
1: uh, 30%. 30%. Okay. So... This is a scary thing. It's the fact that you're only 30%, which is typical of athletes that have been to a certain level and then come back down, Mm. okay? You've achieved a certain level but you've also got that situation where, hang on, I'm now starting to go, right, question, plateau, where am I, what am I going to do?
0: Yes.
1: Being that focused for that amount of time is intense. Having done it with martial arts as well, I've done exactly the same thing, is you put everything into it. You've sacrificed life to achieve this one goal. You got there and went, "Hmm, huh, now what? Yeah, exactly. Then you start looking elsewhere to go, right, what do I do? But the fascinating thing is the fact that you're only a third of the way there. Yeah.
0: Wow. So
1: what you think you're capable of or what your current results are, you can double it.
0: Mm. That's
1: only 60%. Mm. You can triple where you are now and it's 90%. Wow.
0: Okay.
1: So the potential is incredible. So, Let's look at an athlete performing at 80%. Why don't they go to 100% and perform at that level every time? Potentially they've been hurt in the past, physical or emotional hurt. They might have had an injury, they might have had something else. So they hold back a bit. They train and train and train and they get frustrated because they're not converting in competition. They're not converting because of fear. What is fear? Fear is being hurt Mm -hmm. physically or emotionally. So the mind is actually slowing them down because and it's choosing to slow the body down because the mind is controlling everything. Mm-hmm. If they're performing at 80%, it's because they're training at 80%. Yeah. Okay. Why are they doing that? Because their brain is going, "Hey, you keep pushing me, I'm going to break." Yeah. But they don't listen. Athletes these days, you look at all the institutes of sports and you look at the you name them, they're breaking the athletes. Because as soon as an athlete says, "I need to slow down," they know when they need to stop. Okay, coaches go, just keep going, just keep going, push through it, push through it, push through it. The problem mm-hmm. is you can't push through it. Mm. Okay. In martial arts, I do a lot of demonstrations. If you get a bit of timber or concrete blocks or uh, tiles, you can't push through it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You've got to recoil, you've got to refocus and you've got to energy straight through and aim beyond it for it to actually break.
0: Yeah. Pushing
1: through is not going to work. So what these athletes do, instead of slowing down, they need to stop. Mm. Instead of slowing down, they normally slow down to, say, 40%. Because most people will start noticing a bit of restriction in life at 40% of their potential.
0: Mm.
1: Think about that.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: Okay? So as soon as you start feeling restriction, you go, hang on, I'm only at 40%. But most athletes, they don't actually stop. They think, oh, everyone else is going to be training, so I need to keep going, need to keep going, need to keep going. But if you're only training at 40%, you're teaching your muscles and your mind to operate at 40%. So it's yeah. no good for muscle memory. So stop totally. So by stopping totally and you're actually listening to your body, next time you go and you go hard, you'll find you'll get the 85%. Mm.
0: Then
1: when your mind says, hey, look, you need to slow down, don't slow down. You stop back down to 100. Then when you go again, your brain will allow you to go to 90 because you're now listening to it.
0: Wow, yeah. Okay? okay.
1: So your mind and body are now working in partnership And in harmony to go, even halfway through, if you go for a run or something, you might get to 8Ks and go, oh, hang on, I need to stop. Most people go, oh, it's only 2Ks, I better keep going because the coach said i got to do 10Ks. Mm. That's where the damage happens. Mm. If you listen to your body and be a lot more open and aware, you will then slow down, if not stop. So when you go hard again next time, 95%, 100%. Mm.
0: And what do you say to someone that says that's just being lazy, you're just listening to resistance?
1: It's not. If you listen to your unconscious mind, because, okay, as an example, if you wake up and go, right, I've planned on doing a 10K run. If you wake up and go, i got to do a 10K run, that's that gut instinct. That's the first thing that happens. If you go, yeah, but I don't really want to, that's the secondary thought, which is the conscious mind cutting in to go, don't really want it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you wake up and go, I'm not going for that run, Oh, but I should.
0: Oh, I see what okay. you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but I should. Is your conscious mind cutting in going, I need to.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So always listen to that gut instinct, which is the one that's going to save you.
0: Yeah. Okay. That
1: first one. Otherwise you'll end up, that's where most people damage and injure themselves, did it myself. Yeah. Because I wasn't listening. Yeah. And that's the, that's that difference with elite athletes and anyone in in particular, even in business, you look at it, they push, 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 and they break in business.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So this is about building you up, not the athlete, not the business person.
0: Yeah, I got you. Because
1: as you build up, because if you're, think about an iceberg, okay, an iceberg, I know not the typical cliched version of an iceberg, but what you see on the surface is exactly what we see within you. Mm
0: -hmm. What's
1: underneath is all the hard work you've done to get to that point. Mm. But an iceberg is one-eighth of it is actually above the water. Therefore, seven-eighths is underneath. If you look at these people that are kind of thrust into stardom, like if you look at X Factor and The Voice and all those sort of shows, all of a sudden they've got people with certain talents that are pushed into the world. They don't have the structure to support and they end up sinking. Mm. But if you build underneath the seven-eighths of it, okay, you build your morals, your standards, your beliefs, your values, your persistence, your resilience, you build that up and all of a sudden the perception is you bigger anyway because one-eighth of it is now above the water. Mm, mm-hmm. So it's about – so if you've got a, like a small iceberg and you've got little goals just out of reach, okay, you build the underside of it which naturally would then look like you're actually growing into these goals
0: mm, rather mm. than
1: having to chase them. You yeah, become cool. the goals rather than chasing them.
0: Yeah. I but that's
1: the that. that's fun thing. Again, but you've got that perception of if that bigger iceberg doesn't scare you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because there's nothing worse than if you look at a lot of track and field athletes and people like that. As soon as they're finished, good or bad, camera shove right in their face. Talk to them. (laughs) How do you feel? So there's there's an element of fear of what am I like in public speaking? I've got a bit of a confidence issue, but what about this, but what about that? There's a lot of fear Mm -hmm. that happens there. Okay, so existing results equal your potential minus your fears. Okay, so give me a bit of a... A brief on where you want to be three years from now
0: three years from now, I would like to be um consistently doing you're right handed left handed
1: oh lefty okay
0: um consistently i well definitely still doing this podcast and having a lot more people listening to it and, how many um oh ten thousand I guess
1: you guess <laughs> <laughs> so this is numbers and time. Oh, so this is where I'm coming to. This is where it actually pushes you. See how you said scary?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, ten thousand people. Why okay. is that
0: scary? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Because you're exposed in front of ten thousand people now. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And if you've got technical difficulties like we had, all of a sudden there's now ten thousand people writing on the fact that your computer's not working. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And judging you and questioning and and and, and.
0: Well, I want. Yeah, okay, I get that. Okay, podcast. Um, so,
1: ten thousand listeners when? in twelve months, Or oh, three years.
0: Three years. Yep. Um, I want to be. Uh, I want it to be supported by people that listen to it, so that. I can make enough money to keep doing it without having to have another job or having to move to different parts okay. of the world. See how you've gone.
1: I want. Yeah. Okay. So look at it and go right. Three years, ten thousand listeners, supported by the listeners. Yes. Financially, so what you can then focus more on the listeners and giving back to them.
0: And okay. So as far
1: as income, what will you have in three years? Oh Jesus!
0: I don't. I don't. That. That number is a tough one for me. Any monetary thing, I really I recoil. Mm-hmm. I need enough money to have freedom to travel where I need to travel, mm-hmm. see who I need to see and produce what I need to produce. And that's okay. as far as I care.
1: Okay. How are you going to travel?
0: Um, buy an airplane.
1: Yep. Okay. <laughs> Economy.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Definitely.
1: Fine with it. Okay. Business it is. Okay. <laughs> see what I mean by pushing people
0: yeah well I don't I, do, I have kind of maybe ideological so this problems is, with... this is
1: your mind at 30% going yeah, I'll just do this see I'm doubling it already I'm starting to get momentum coming through and every time I say this your eyes roll back and it's like <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm so oh. uncomfortable why it is, is this a so hard
1: it is because you then start questioning oh do I need that do I deserve it
0: yeah well there's a lot of that yeah and I feel... see this
1: is only business class I haven't even gone first class yet yeah I hadn't even gone private yet no I mean yeah. there's people out there that are doing podcasts and interviews that have literally got their own planes
0: yeah it seems excessive to me I don't think I need that shit I'm, I'm, I am happy as long as I'm comfortable and I can see my family when I need to mm-hmm. I can get to places I need to see people okay. I can meet cool people that's I'm good with that I'm okay cool.
1: with that so there you go see how it's starting to stretch
0: yeah
1: <laughs> okay so how many times a year are you going to be traveling overseas
0: uh, probably three or four. Which one? Four, let's say.
1: Okay. What are you going to be doing in between times?
0: Um, working on creating stuff. Um. Movies, the projects that I'm film projects. Creative projects.
1: Yep. Cool.
0: Podcasts.
1: Podcasts. Training. Fighting. Training, yeah. Still training, still fighting? What are you doing?
0: Not fighting, but no. training. Yeah, fighting definitely done?
1: still training. Training, yeah. okay. What are you training for?
0: Ah, to keep myself sharp, Mm-hmm. expand my skill, keep myself fit.
1: Okay, so I come back to the word training.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Yeah.
1: It's a weird word, isn't it? When you think about it, you're training Yeah, for?
0: Yeah, training what for? Mm. That, uh, I guess as far as Muay Thai training is concerned, I, I feel like it's like an infinite amount that I can learn in that mm. sport. And so the more I do it, the more I tend mm. to expand my knowledge of my body and myself and what yeah. I'm capable of. So. Okay. So
1: it's... is it, when you think about the word training, is that the right word?
0: Mm, practice? Is that the right word? I don't know. Because you're doing it.
1: It's not really practicing.
0: No. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know. It also just feels fun. It just Mm. feels good to hit pads.
1: Right. Okay. So health. What does that look like in three years? Define health.
0: Um, Functional body that I can use. I've still got flexibility. I'm not having any aches and pains. My body feels strong and happy and healthy. (laughs) <laughs> in shape
1: okay happiness define happiness in three years if I was Ooh. to say just close your eyes and imagine happiness what does it look like what does it feel like where are you what are you doing who's around you and you can truly just go yeah that's happiness
0: um, uh, whatever I'm working on is having a meaningful connection around me I have somebody that loves me, that wants to share their life with me, Um, I've got good friends that feel like family, good community of people around me, and I've got projects that I'm engaged in that I feel good about.
1: Cool. So, health and happiness, love?
0: Love, definitely. Okay, what does it
1: look like, feel like? How do you imagine it to be?
0: Um feels like teamwork, it feels like laughter. I need somebody that I can laugh with and be honest with and that has my back but is willing to help me grow and have, you know, I guess share ideas with me too, help me develop ideas and share ideas with me.
1: And that's interesting because it always works in that order, happiness first. Because if you're not happy, you're not going to focus on your health.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, if you don't have health and happiness, you're not going to find the love. Mm. If you don't have all three of those, the next one, wealth, it's non existent. Yeah,
0: I couldn't give a and fuck. This,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's amazing how many people go, oh, I'll be happy when I've got the money.
0: Oh, no. But
1: it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so health always comes first, then happiness. Sorry, happiness first, happiness sorry. Happiness first. first, and then health. Because <coughs> you've got to go through that that process
0: mm.
1: okay you can't force yourself into health unless there's something that you're happy with and happy working towards yeah So there's yeah, always okay. got to be that level of brr flow okay so wealth because when you've defined all those three okay here's a question how many people do you want to reach out to and impact through your podcast
0: oh fuck as many as possible i guess. how many
1: um, a million. Mhm. Okay. See, it's amazing how that whole concept of money scares the crap out of people.
0: Yeah. I but when you it. throw it's it amazing. out there
1: and go, right, how many people do you want to influence in the world? Oh, two million, three million, five million.
0: Mm. Imagine
1: instead of the dollar sign having a P, not having a P as in the toilet, but having a <laughs> P as yeah. in people. How many people do you want to impact? Mm. Imagine if every one of those just gave you a dollar. Yeah then all of a sudden you've got a million dollars a year, haven't you?
0: Mm.
1: Okay. That would fund your trip.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So anyone listening, send in a dollar. Send in (laughs) a dollar. Thank you very much. (laughs) Right. Okay, so that's it's fairly simple, isn't it? So look, now we're looking at, right, this is is your potential. This is the person you are. Okay, the only thing that could stop that, as you just did then, big deep breath in, which is that confrontation. What is going to stop you from becoming this person? Okay, it's fear
0: okay fear of what um I'm afraid of I I guess the first thing that came to my head was I was afraid of losing my uh, privacy a little bit like if there's that many people that listen to me talking all the time that like I wouldn't be able to go out into the world and without being noticed or Mm -hmm. talked to or something that kind of scares me um I am afraid of losing connection to the thing that I'm trying to do and Mm -hmm. then start making shitty stuff. Yep. You know, buy into my own bullshit, I guess. I'm scared of, like, becoming a character of myself because I think I'm too cool.
1: Yep, okay. Um, Because there is a lot of ego out there. We've got to come out of that ego and just focus on purpose.
0: Yeah, and I I guess, like, my, my... the thing that makes me feel the most happy in my life is this kind of sensation of connection to something mm-hmm. good and meaningful. And and I, I'm sorry, good is not the right word, like true and authentic and meaningful. And every time I I, pr- I can, it's hard for me to connect to that thing consistently. But when I do, mm-hmm. I feel totally, completely satisfied. And when I don't, I feel an ache, like yep. um, this discomfort that what I'm producing uh-huh. Isn't valuable, isn't good, isn't yeah. interesting? And I get um, I don't want to do it anymore. So like right. I might be working on a painting and then all of a sudden I feel like the painting's getting too congested with my own ego yep. and so that I hate making the painting and then it makes me feel sad that I don't feel like doing it anymore Right
1: Okay, I'm just going to go to those listening at the moment. As long as was just talking, she kind of sent my own pain and gestured to the center of her chest. Now, what I'm going to do there, because this is typical of how I work, you're, just, you're giving me all the signs. I'm sitting here writing individual notes, little words. Um, this is now my script on how to work with you. Mm. Okay, a lot of other hypnotherapists or practitioners, what they'll do as soon as you've got their eyes closed, I bring out a, a written script. You will feel good next time you go out, you will feel. Mm. boring basically. So what I'm doing is as you can see here is just literally creating little diagrams, little words, everything kind of falls in there, makes sense. So what I'm gonna do now is just jump straight to a process which can actually help you manage your fears. Okay. Okay, because if you're talking about you've got this feeling right in here, mm. and again, as I just did that and gestured to you, had another big deep breath in. So that's a that's a confronting sensation.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: And as you said, it's a sensation. Okay, it's not the situation. It's the emotional connection to that situation.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, so all I'm going to do is just get you to put your... Oh, Actually, you'll be fine like that. Just your hands up. So I've just got a palms facing up. And just close your eyes for a moment. Anyone listening as well, please feel free to do the same thing. All we're going to do is just a bit of a nice little visualisation, a bit of a process, just to understand exactly what's going on. So what I'd like to bring to your attention now is that sensation of pain or that sensation of fear. Because when you start thinking about fear, you can also put it down to like anger, guilt, shame and hurt. So anger, fear, guilt, shame and hurt. So when you think of those, there's a certain response that will happen within your body. Anger, fear, guilt, shame and hurt. And when you focus on that sensation, you'll find... That's probably still in your chest. You're noticing in your chest? Yeah. And anyone listening, you probably find it might be in your heart, your hands, your chest, your mind. It could be in your throat, it could be in your stomach. Because the stup- stomach is the second brain. That's where a lot of people feel the thoughts. The stomach is the second brain. So, therefore, what you're feeling in your stomach, like the butterflies and the nerves in your stomach, is connected to your brain. So, this sensation in your chest, if you like to focus on that, the more you focus on it, the more you'll notice the bigger it gets. So you're already noticing the bigger it gets, the more you focus on it. That's where all your attention flows in towards that. And as you're noticing that, you're noticing now your breathing becoming a bit more rapid. You're taking bigger deep breaths in. you probably find your heat building up within you. you probably find your heart now starting to pump a little bit harder. And this is all through that thought of processing and focusing on that sensation of fear that's in your chest. And the more you focus on it, the bigger it gets, the bigger it gets, the worse it gets, until you get to a point where you're going to feel like you need to swallow and when you get to that point, what you're going to do is very shortly when you get to that point, you're going to use your hands that are there and just going to, that's right. So take a big deep breath in now, use your hands and literally reach inside and rip out that sensation and hold it directly out in front of it. Take a big deep breath in and just, that's it, hold it up and hold it out. Okay, now if you can describe for me the, the size of that, how, how big would you describe that?
0: The size about,
1: of, that big. about the size of a soccer ball, football Okay, so that sensation you're holding on to, if it had a colour, what colour is it? Red. It's red, right. So it's red. Is it heavy or light?
0: Mm, Both.
1: Okay. Mm. How would you describe it? One, two, three, five, ten kilos? Uh, Two. About two kilos, right. So if you're holding two kilos out there consistently, you probably find that the more you hold on to it, the more you struggle, the more you struggle to hold on to it, the heavier it seems. The heavier it seems because it's out there, you start using more muscle, more focus, more everything else to hold on to it. That sensation, is it warm or hot or cold? How would you describe that?
0: Um, cold.
1: Cold. Okay, so it's cold, it's red, it's getting heavier and heavier. If it had a sound... What would it be? Is Noise and screeching, thumping, voice?
0: Mm, Thumping.
1: It's a thumping noise, okay. The other question I'm going to ask you is, if it had a smell, what would it smell like? it been in there for so long, it probably smells disgusting.
0: Like rust.
1: Like rust. The other question I'm going to ask is why? Not why does it smell like rust, not why is it red, not why is it heavy, not why is it cold, but why are you holding on to it? See, what you're holding on to is just the sensation of the situation, just a sensation that was triggered by that thought of fear. Mm. So if you can hold on to that sensation for so long through choice, you can also let it go. Mm. So what people find is really hard to let go of these emotions from the past. So just hold on to it as long as you can, as long as you can, and just realise that you're choosing to hold on to this sensation. You're choosing to respond this way through choice because in the past it helped you it served you it protected you but now this is a past it's done it's finished it's gone this is now the future so if you'd like to hold on to it go for it but if you're choosing to hold on to it you can also choose to throw it smash it drop it do whatever you want with it and just let it go that's right so take a nice breath in now and breathe into that part of your chest where that sensation used to be and just notice how much lighter you feel how much more space there is there what I'd like to bring to your attention now is that space imagine we can fill it with something incredible imagine we can take a journey into three years from now imagine we can so the good thing is you don't need to think you don't need to respond you don't need to do anything at all now Just allow my voice to come with you on a journey and we'll just continue this journey now with your eyes closed and just allow your unconscious mind just to open. And as you take this bit of a journey now in your unconscious mind, what I'd like to bring to your attention is that sensation that was removed from you by choice. Now we can replace it with something that's beneficial for you, something that can really help you into the future. So we've already created this ultimate version of yourself. Remember the happiness. The happiness is meaningful. The happiness, imagine if it was playing out like a movie in front of you. Imagine sitting there in the, the cinemas, and big picture screen there, and there you are sitting there and just watching the curtains roll back and there's a beautiful movie. It's about your future. And imagine there you sit and the screens open up and there's this incredible person. Meaningful life. With connections, with friends and family. Connections to community. All these projects. Just notice how she's just as happy and smiling and just content and just goes when she needs to and holds back when she has to and pushes and just flows from one thing to the next. Just incredible. But then there's that, the fitness. You'll notice this new version of you at the there on the screen, you know, that functional, in shape, toned focused. because she's now got a certain process, a certain purpose for being this person, because now she's into this, the health and the fitness and the lifestyle to create the energy, the intention, the person that's going to get out there and literally connect and transform a million people a year. Someone who's living this incredible life, and as you notice now, what it would be like, and not just on a podcast talking to a microphone, but imagine all these million people in front of you. All their hearts opening, their eyes focused on you and appreciating you for everything you've done. Because this is like a team of a thousand people, a million people now are watching. Their hearts are open, their minds are open, they're laughing like yourself. And they love what you're doing for them and you love them. It's just what love is, it's laughter, it's honesty. It's challenging. It's worth it. Because you are worth every cent. And those senses that you've got at the moment, your heart is opening, your mind is opening. And imagine sitting there and looking at this big movie screen, this incredible version, this thing, this movie that's playing out. It's inspirational. It's drama, it's creative, it's hey, it's like a romantic comedy. But you've got that momentum in there, you've got this incredible life, everything is just so much brighter and colourful than what you remember. And even thinking about it, the more you think about it the, you it, the more you look at it, the more you look at it in greater detail, the more your heart opens, the more you smile, the more you can feel it. And the funny thing is, the more you try not to smile, the more you will. And you can just feel it building and building and building. But this is just looking on a distance. But imagine if you were to now, just imagine if you were to now, just take a few steps towards that screen. Imagine taking a few steps towards that screen and almost as you take a few steps, you'll notice that the screen becomes almost like filling up your peripheral vision. It will get to a point where it's almost you become almost face-to-face with this old version of yourself. So this new version is now looking back at the old version of you, but are you the old version or the new version? But imagine if you were the old version of yourself, represented by the past, what you've seen in the mirror, the perception of the person that you thought you used to be. But imagine coming face to face with this new, incredible, dynamic, meaningful, connected version of yourself. Initially, it might become a bit confronting. But then you get closer. And you feel this energy radiating from this person a certain presence and all those fears you had about getting out there in the community and being noticed and being seen and being judged and being vulnerable just totally disappear as a thousand people a million people now suddenly thank you for taking that step up which inspired them to take the step which inspired someone else to take that step and there's that purpose that's all it was Because someone needed to do it, and who else to take that step? No one was going to do it for you. So all you need to do now is just making that step towards that person. Imagine coming face to face with this new version of you. Almost just like one step apart. You can feel everything. You can see the body, toned. You can feel that energy, that smile radiating, that wave of energy coming back through you. But what's it like? So this is what, just what you see. You haven't felt this person. So very shortly, not just yet, but very shortly you will. Very shortly you're going to take a beautiful deep breath in and you're going to step into her body. You're going to step into her mind. You're going to feel the energy just pulsing through you, churning through you, tingling through you. You're going to feel like, now that's right. And instantly you've noticed that smile's lifted up, your heart's opened, your head's lifted up with purpose. Yet you seem a lot more relaxed, a lot more motivated. You seem a lot more confident now. But now through your own eyes, imagine looking back at the older version of yourself. She's been through so much. The first thing you can do is thank her very much for doing exactly what she's done to help you, to challenge you to become a better version of herself that's now standing there looking at her. Yeah, she looks a bit tired. She looked a little bit lost. She looked like she wasn't achieving. She was going round in circles. And you can thank her for doing all the hard work. So now you can just imagine just breathing in and feeling, right, especially in that chest where that space was, just breathe in this new version of yourself. And just feel how much lighter, how much stronger. See, when you leave here today, you'll be walking with purpose, talking with purpose. You'll be smiling for no apparent reason other than the fact that you choose to. See, things that used to mo- frustrate you and anger you now, that sensation of anger and frustration that you removed from you that was heavy and pff, red, it's red, Is stop. It's now time to go. So now it's time to go. All you need to do is every time you want to go forward into the future, just imagine and consider, imagine this movie, being part of it, and every step towards that future, because your future is a gift The gift is a present. The present is now ready to unwrap. So people need you to step up, to stand out. There's a reason why you do what you do. There's a purpose. And the purpose is what's going to drive you. What's going to push you, what's going to motivate you. And there'll be waves, just like on the beach, there'll be waves of emotion and energy coming in. There'll be going backwards and forwards. The tide comes in, the tide comes out. Just go with the flow. So allow in the deepest possible level in your unconscious mind now. Imagine time. Just allow yourself just to go as deep as you need to go, as deep as you need to go now. Allow my voice to come with you on this journey. Allow yourself to go really deep. And somewhere there'll be a switch within you because knowledge is power. See, knowledge is power. It's like a light switch. But wishing, hoping, dreaming, wanting, it's not going to turn it on. It's going to take action. See, knowledge is power only when it's applied. You've got all the knowledge you need right now within you to live this life. You just need to take action. Action is a decision. The decision is now to take action. So when you are ready to find that switch that says knowledge is power, when you're ready to apply it, you'll probably find there's a switch in there somewhere. It might be a button, a lever, a dial, one of those big levers. When you found that switch within you, turn it on. And when it's on, you'll know. You'll feel it's on. You'll smile. Your heart will open. Your mind will open. You relax. And now, the great thing is, with your heart open, your mind open, now your mind is now going to be rewiring itself to create this incredible version of yourself that you saw, that you felt, that you became on the screen. Up there for millions of people to see, to be inspired by. And just notice how there you are living your purpose, on purpose. Just like a train, you're on the tracks, you just go. If people want to join you, yeah, sure, they buy their ticket. They come with you on a journey, but you always stay in control. You go as fast as you want. You slow down if you need to, stop if you have to. But you're on track. Full steam ahead, so whenever you're ready, you'll know. You'll know because the lever will be there, it's turned on. You'll notice even your heart will now begin to open. You'll notice your mind will open. Very shortly, a nice few deep breaths in, and you'll gradually become more aware of your awareness, becoming more and more aware of your awareness. And as you become more and more aware of your awareness, you'll find you'll take a few nice deep breaths in. Your heart and your mind will stay open. At any moment now, you'll drift back and allow your eyes to now open. So allow yourself now just time, if you're listening there. And I know that you know if you're listening and if you're not fully aware and fully awake now. Allow your unconscious mind to come up and out of that experience. Allow your mind just to take a few nice deep breaths in, stretch. That's right, wide awake if you're not already now. Open your eyes. That's right. familiar lost look, the smile that I don't know where I am but I feel really good
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. see I was just going to do that small process but as you just drifted off you just went whoop, and off with it so that's where I just take mm. over from my traditional process of going right bring you back, get to experience a few things this is what it's going to feel like, this is how it's going to sound, mm. it's just you go with a flow with clients and you go, right, that's as evasive as it is. Wow. Okay, it's just a talk therapy, it's just you. Because I'm imagining things in my mind. Mm. But what I'm imagining is different to what you're creating. But what you create will be somewhere similar based on your journey because I'm following these fundamentals and the the comments that you were saying.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: So how are you feeling? How do you feel?
0: Yeah, I feel like incredibly (laughs) relaxed.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm.
0: Like I've just had a really deep meditation.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because you still hear the sound of my voice. Mm. My voice comes with you, but you just couldn't be bothered moving. What will be fascinating is (laughs) how long did you think that was?
0: I don't know. Yeah. 20 minutes?
1: Yeah, it's pretty close to 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, because you're quite analytical. You've got fairly close. I've got the big... There for analytical, so I know that that's the type of person that you are. But for real kinesthetic or emotional people, they might have thought it was five minutes.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: And those who are listening right now are probably going and checking their watch. <laughs> yeah, watch happened? Where did my time just go? But it's <laughs> like it's a the hypnosis process. All it does is take you down to what we call a hypnagogic state. You're not in a weird trance. You can still hear my voice. You can still respond if you needed to at any time. Bang, and your eyes are open,
0: mm-hmm. and you're in,
1: in total control. But there was never any moment where you felt out of control in there, was there?
0: No, no, not at all. No, yeah, it's really nice that um, a, the sensation of being inside yourself when because a lot of times when I go into that kind of meditative state, you, you're sort of like, "Am I should I be thinking about something? Should I be working?" And you want to get to a quiet place, but it's really nice having you give me things to visualize and yeah. then once I'm there and I start to imagine it, then they just start growing. Yeah. Inside. And
1: that's a lot of meditation. is All I've just done is like a guided meditation. Yeah. But where a lot of people are, because I've done a lot of meditation and I've got so frustrated by people in meditation. You will do this, you will do that, you will see this, you will notice that. Everything mm-hmm. that I've done is very suggestive. Mm-hmm. Okay, So imagine yourself there, notice this. Mm. So if you're imagining, you're analytical, someone else might be kinesthetic, someone else might be visual, someone else might be auditory, analytical. They're mm. going to imagine or notice in their own way. Yeah. So if I, as I do, if i got my eyes closed, I'm in trance, and someone says, on the right hand side, you'll see this, I go, no.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So then I've got to come back and create it and do this, and it just gets really distorted. Yeah,
0: I so, understand what you're saying,
1: yeah. So a meditation, a lot of people meditate, and they go, oh, what do you meditate on? Well... This is the ultimate meditation because it's a guided meditation. Meditation is very much just coming internal,
0: Mm. but it doesn't
1: solve things. It doesn't help you. It just relaxes you. Mm. The same issues will be there when you come back up. But as we've just done, we've created a guided meditation that you've actually projected yourself into the future. So what we've got now is what we call neuroplasticity. You're now starting to rewire yourself into that new version of yourself that you just noticed, seen, felt.
0: Mm.
1: So, you go right, that's how I felt. That's the person I was. All the, f- the potential fears I thought that I had were no longer relevant there, and that felt awesome. So, therefore, all the perceptions you had of fear originally would just be wiped out.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Okay, and all we've done is spin around that, oh, fear of money into hang on, I've got a million people I need to inspire.
0: Problem yeah. solved. Yeah, wow.
1: Okay, so what it- we've done is created that visualization for you. So, next time. You meditate. You can go into that scene, into that movie, and make it bigger and brighter and happier and more abundant. Mm. And you just build on that and build on that. So when you do come back, what you've actually done is create all these new neural pathways, in towards manifesting that experience.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Do you know? I felt really when I when you asked me to look, turn around, and look back at myself once I'd become the person, hmm. my future self. Yeah. That was really sad.
1: It does. Yeah, it, it was crazy. It get was hard. Very sad and confronting when you go, and that's why the best thing to do is actually say thank you that you've been through all the tough shit for me, so I don't have to. Yeah,
0: wow.
1: Um, because I've done that with myself. And look, everything I do, I've trained in NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. Hypnosis plus the Neuro Linguistic Programming is where the magic happens.
0: Mm.
1: So within what I do in the in the mastery level of it, I just take half a dozen processes, mix them all together, drop them with your um, script, which is your all the writing that I've done here, in your model of the world, mm. it works far more effective doing it that way mm. than anything else. So all I've done in that process is to is to, for you to become that version of you, yeah, and rewind it that way.
0: Wow. Mm.
1: And everyone's going to notice it differently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. It's. It's like you feel bad. I. I sometimes. I guess what I felt just then was that. I felt bad that I had been so afraid. Yeah. When I looked back, I felt sad for me hmm. for being so afraid. And like when I imagined myself, I was kind of like hunched over and a bit meek and a bit tired. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, you feel yeah. like that. I and feel that, sad. That for you. confronts
1: a lot of people's beliefs. And that's exactly what a lot of people experience, which is, I shouldn't do this for myself. I've got to do it for everyone else.
0: Hmm.
1: But you, when you look back at the older version of you that's drained, because you're doing everything for everyone, you go. I've lost myself. Mm, mm. And that's all we've done is going, right, let's bring it back to you and build you up as a person because as you build up, you're going to influence and inspire other people.
0: Mm. And
1: that's where that magic is and that shift. Yeah. So that's very normal when you start looking back and going, ooh, that
0: poor person. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. That was a nice thing too that like that I've – when you said – Look at all these people that you're influencing, and they're happy for you, and you're happy that they're there and
1: hmm. like
0: because I guess I have this perception that the people stranger people talking to me, looking at me, hmm. it feels um intimidating and stressful having yeah. them all talk to me, but I didn't realize that like if there are people that were happy with what I was doing, and I was happy with them, then it wouldn't feel that way. It would be yeah. exciting, it'd be wonderful, it'd be yeah. Because I've never considered that. I've just always felt like, eh, stop invading me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because you actually said that being exposed is vulnerable mm, mm. Um, and potentially confronting, even more so for females.
0: Yeah. But it's yeah, also yeah.
1: you're going, hang on. We've always been brought up with this belief that it's not good to be selfish. But then you look at this and go, hang on, you're being selfish because you've got this incredible gift
0: mm. that you're
1: not sharing with people, so you're keeping it to yourself. How selfish is that, that you've potentially got a million people out there Mm. that need you to step up, that need you to become this person that you can Mm. because it's going to help them.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's a great way Mm. of looking at it, man.
1: Because it's all about what we call reframing. It's basically taking your life in a totally different perspective and that's what we've done. we put you Mm. in a different perspective and looking back at your life now and going, how sad does she look? How Mm. selfish is she by holding herself back that much where all these millions of people are out there wanting her, needing her? Mm. If you look at, like, the Oprahs of the world, would you call her selfish?
0: No, I guess not.
1: If you look at the description of it and people's perception of it, yeah, she is. Everything she does is for herself.
0: Mm, but everything but, everyone does is for themselves. Exactly. At the end of the day, even but if... But we're
1: too busy going, no, no, it wasn't me. Yeah. It's like, take ownership of it and just do it for yourself. Because when... Like Oprah, she kind of fills herself up and surrounds herself with incredible people that she feels full and overflows
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's that overflow that everyone grabs hold of
0: because
1: mm. if you're hundred percent full and you've got ten people around you, on average they're only going to get ten percent of you. But if you keep filling yourself up and filling yourself up and you overflow, people are going to take a hundred percent of your overflow mm. so therefore they're going to you're going to be up here and they're going to be inspired by you and lift themselves to a new level
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah wow so without the resources you can't give Mother Teresa was exactly the same yeah okay she was give 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 but guess what she gave to herself she was doing it for herself she wasn't doing it for these other people she was doing it for herself for her own feelings to filling herself up and then overflowed
0: Mm.
1: okay so there's a lesson for everyone listening is basically get out there and be the best you that you can be yeah because that's the person that's going to influence the world wow man Oh, thank
0: you so much for doing that that was so cool I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people want to find you, we've still we we did do a podcast. I can't remember what number it is right now, but I'll say it in the intro. Yeah. Um, and it's what's your website?
1: Uh elitemindsetinstitute.com. So yeah. that's elitemindsetinstitute.com.
0: Cool man. So there you have it. That was Stuart Walter and this was a weird scary podcast for me. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you're still there and present. And yeah, it can be confronting looking at the inside of yourself. I hope you guys are all okay. It's nice to pay attention to the inside of your psyche from time to time. And as he said at the end there, you can apply those same visualization techniques anytime you get a chance. If you need to work a problem out or you've got some extra time to lay and just stop and think about what's going on in your life, Try that. You can try and visualize what's going on with yourself and maybe hopefully put yourself into a little bit of a subconscious trance state that you can, you know, achieve your goals. Get shit done. I'll be back next week with another extremely experimental podcast. And then uh, we have just announced also a live audience podcast. So all the details for that are on my website and then on my social media I will be interviewing the WBC World Champion, Ben Johnston, who was on our podcast uh, a little while ago. He's coming down from Brisbane, and we are doing it on the Gold Coast live. We only have 50 seats available, so if you want to come see the show, please do get in touch with me ASAP, and you can reserve your seat on my website, lornabremner.com. Thank you. Have a great week.